Oh, yeah. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. I am Rashawn McDonald. I am the host. Each Money Making Conversation talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide consumers and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs and industry decision makers. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passions and I want to share my gifts with you. So you should stop tripping over those small challenges and prepare to rise above the bigger obstacles that you will face in your life. The Money Making Conversation interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds and how to live a balanced life. My next guest. So I've been a fan of hers for a very long time. She's a native of San Francisco. She graduated from Dartmouth College with a degree in government and environmental policy. Well, you think politics, right? No, 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 no. Not even close. She is an award-winning director, actress, stand-up comedian, best-selling author, podcaster, and activist. Every Tuesday and Friday, 5 p.m. Pacific and 8 p.m. Eastern, she live streams a happy hour and mixes a classic cocktail and asks her viewers to mix along with her at home. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Aisha Tyler. Oh hi, hi Rashad. How are you? I, you know, some when you when you when you have a career like yours, and still at a young age that you are, you know, I got to put as many of those uh those adjectives of, of success that I got to put in my intro as possible. Oh. And you're doing a lot, my friend. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. That was very kind. Thank you very much. Thank you. You know, of all the things you've done, you've been a talk show host, a podcaster, stand-up comedian, an author. Let's let's just start breaking it down because a lot of people may be familiar with with your work. You know, you the first official black character on friends and criminal minds so you you know sitcom drama talk show host let's go to talk show host because you know okay you know as a stand-up you know you're on stage by yourself i'm performing stand-up so i know the discipline mm-hmm. and you know it's the microphone and the crowd and it's you you know you can't run mm-hmm. behind a curtain mm-hmm. if it goes bad it's going bad on you now, when you're sharing <laughs> information, you know what I'm saying? You know, when, they, when, when we yeah. all have had that show, Aisha, where, you know. You yes. know. Oh, yeah. We, we have had multiple, multiple shows like multiple that. Multiple shows. Multiple you shows. Know, you know. They make you tenacious. You know, it, it develops tenacity for sure. Well, I don't know if it's tenacity because, you know, I've been on stage and, I, and, 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 the, and the amount of payment that I was getting was really not matching the suffering I was dealing with on the stage as to why these jokes <laughs> aren't working today. No, not commensurate. I agree. Not commensurate at all. And and, <laughs> and the worst thing, and I don't know if you've done those multiple show nights, you know, like I've done like a, mm-hmm. the multiple nights where you're a seven o'clock show, a nine thirty show, yeah. and then a midnight show. And here's the, the mm-hmm. problem when you have shows like that, people. Somewhere along the line, you just you're just doing comedy and you will start questioning did you do that joke in the set that you are participating Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Every comedian, I've had that conversation with so many of my peers, where by the midnight show, you'll start, you'll start a joke, and in your head think, oh, no, I already told this joke to this crowd. And you stop, and they're staring at you, and you're staring at them, and you're trying to run through your head like, did I do this already? And then by then, you, oh, you completely derailed. Or the other thing, where you have a callback at the end of the set, and you realize right when you're about to do the callback joke that you never did the setup earlier. Oh, you're sad, I forgot about that one. You're oh. tagging a joke you never told. Yeah, <laughs> both of those happened. Uh, Aisha, I'm tell you something. Those are as a stand-up. Now, now let's let's. Here's the bad part about when you lose confidence in the, your material from the standpoint did you say the mm-hmm. joke already? Because mm-hmm. if you're a headliner, mm-hmm. and the headliner is like 45 mm-hmm. minutes to an hour, 
If you are like mm-hmm. five to ten minutes into your set and you start questioning your jokes, did I say that? Mm-hmm. I say that so the yep. whole oh, set, yeah. you're, you're tipping through the whole set with no layer of mm-hmm. confidence. And so if you're not giving exactly. 100%, Aisha, you know this for a fact, then the crowd's not going to give it back to you. And then it just becomes... No, because there's like this ineffable, right? There's this other layer to the material that's not just your performance, not just the material, but you said that confidence, that energy that you connect with an audience. And if you don't connect with them early on and they and you lose confidence yourself, they lose confidence in you. Right. And then that set is just a wash. You might as well go home. Yeah, I, yeah, I know exactly what that feels like. And then she, <laughs> then she said the incomparable callback line. See, a callback is yeah. it's, you, you, it's something you set up a joke. You know, David Arnold, he's on uh, Netflix. He has a great special on Netflix right now. He does a lot of callbacks in his comedy set. And I complimented mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. I call that old school comedy, right? When you, when yeah, you, when you, when you set up classic. your, you, you know what I'm saying? You set up your joke. Then you put a little line in there, and then about fifteen minutes you yeah. call it back. Well, guess what? If you don't yeah, set up that yeah. joke that, that you're going to yeah, use that callback on, yeah. then you look you're really stupid at that moment because you waiting for people to <laughs> laugh because you know because the callback is a given that you wouldn't use it if it wasn't funny. And, but it's no good right, right. if you hadn't set up the joke. And so as a stand-up exactly. and being a female stand-up comedian, you know, the challenge is always whenever I get a female stand-up on my show, because I know it's a male stand-up and there's a black male stand-up, there was there's it has mm-hmm. been a journey for me dealing with uh, you know, restrictions mm-hmm. on stage. And as a female comedian, mm-hmm. you don't have to deal with sexism, you know, you're attractive, so you have to deal with that, Aisha. So just talk oh. about the journey of of you know, it, of, of being a stand-up, breaking into the game, and then started being respected by the play by your peers. Sure. Well, I mean, I think, and I'm, I'm sure that you know this. You know, when you're when you're a young comedian, you know, your kind of your ambition and your desire is typically way ahead of your ability. And that's that's you know, comedians are like athletes. You know, no matter how, how naturally talented you are, you have to train, mm-hmm. and it just takes time. And, you know, I think for me, I always loved it. I did it from the very first set that I did it. But it, it just takes a long time to get to a place where you're performing at the level that you want to, the level that you envision for yourself. And you have a lot of shows that really don't go very well. I always laugh when people say, have you ever had a bad set? I'm like, I've had a thousand bad sets. No working, no, no successful working comedian <laughs> hasn't had yes. thousands of bad sets. Yes. Like, that's what makes you, that's what makes you strong. That's what makes you a good comic is mm-hmm. knowing how to tolerate a quiet crowd, knowing how to turn them around, mm-hmm. having confidence in yourself, even mm-hmm. when, you know, the night's gone poorly. And, um, and I just think that, you know, what is the only secret to success for me, you know, other than being relentless was, you know, kind of relentlessly pursuing excellence in myself, constantly working to be funnier, was just not quitting. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's that old uh, Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours rule. You have to be up on stage for those 10,000 hours for it to really start to feel like second nature. But, you know, like you said, it doesn't pay. You know, there are years where you're not making any money and you're up there suffering. And, <laughs> for, you know, you're just like, this is not enough money for me to go through this again. Forget it. But, um, but you know, I, I loved it and I, and I stuck with it and I had every kind of adversity that you've heard of, you know, comedy club owners telling me I wasn't going to make it. I and, know. you know, girls aren't funny, all that stuff. Yeah. And it's, you know, it exists. And, uh, and you know, you just let it, you let it slide off your back if you can, if you're able to. But you know, the really when people, or you can relate to this because you've been successful in so many different layers. As a, because you're a successful comedian. Okay, yeah. there are people out there oh, who, who say they're comedian, but you know, we've had that conversation like that. <laughs> and so, but it, it allows you to have a, a, a public speaking is no big deal. 
your improv mm-hmm. skills yeah. on, on because you can be in the middle of a set and somebody yeah. starts somebody start interrupting yourself. You better be ready to deal mm-hmm. with that person or they will mm-hmm. destroy you. Exactly. And so and exactly. so now you've taken these talents and then, you know, and used it to host a very popular improv show. You've taken these talents to be able to be a co-host of a very talented uh, talk show. So how has, how has being a stand-up, I'm going to ride that stand-up through everything, even as a, mm-hmm. when we get Absolutely. into the mixing of the sure. drinks, because, I, because yeah. I know the power of being a stand-up because of the fact that how it, how it has helped me, whether I've been in, because I, yeah. I, you know, I, I used to be, you don't know me, but my degree was in mathematics. I worked for IBM and I used to mm-hmm. give meetings and because mm-hmm. I had a stand-up background, I could just tell how people looked at right. me and go, he looks so comfortable. He, he looks so comfortable. Yeah. And so, but that, that comfortable that, that zone of comfortableness, the, uh, or the, whether you're directing a, a criminal mind or whether you are uh, acting in a comedic role, let's let's show the assets of what being that stand up, being a, having a stand up career has done for your brand. It's 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 just really you're, it's really well put, and you know I'm not surprised that you have a degree in mathematics and you went to stand up because stand ups are typically incredibly intelligent. They're able to think on their feet. They're able to think in complex ways. Like I can totally see how those two things share a relationship that you were a scientist and also a stand-up comedian. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, it's, it's the tenacity that you get with comedy where you have to be up on stage. You have to hold an audience. You can't duck to the exit if it doesn't go your way. Mm -hmm. And like you said, the comfort level that you get, not just when things are going well, but when things are going poorly, to know in your head, I can turn this back around. And that, and you know, you, I know you felt that as a stand-up where you've lost an audience and you Ooh. have done it long enough that you know, okay, I, I know I can get them back. I'm mm-hmm. going to get them back. It's that confidence. And I think, you know, luckily that, that skill set that I got from stand-up has helped me, like you said, in every single thing I've done because it's the ability to think on my feet. It's the ability to take disparate, you know, sets of information, disparate data and synthesize it into new ideas. It's the ability to pivot. It's the ability not to feel anxious in front of a crowd. Uh, it's, it's the bravery of standing up in front of strangers and communicating big ideas. And, you know, that you can use that in any field at any time. You know, great, and the comedy that you love, great comedy. There's lots of funny guys out there. You know, guys who are physical comics, guys who are joke comics, but the great comics are the guys that are talking about big sociocultural and personal ideas, you know, the guys that devastate, the guys that say something that makes you think, you know, mm-hmm. a week or a month or a year down the line. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, great comedy, it involves a lot of sophisticated thinking and also being able to be nimble on your feet. And I think that those are probably the two things that I've taken away from comedy that have been the most useful in my other jobs is the ability to be comfortable and, and in, a, in a dynamic setting and to improvise and to be confident in communicating big ideas to other people and being persuasive. Wow. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't, you know, I, I know what you're saying and I know that that undeniable fear, you know, you have to be fearless when you go on stage. You have to, you mm-hmm. have to be able to say, mm-hmm. I mean, in different cities, I always tell people, you don't know if somebody having a bad day, you know, the, you know mm-hmm. the person sitting next to it, they're not a happy couple, you know, or if mm-hmm. they're they angry when they walk in there or they drunk, yep. you don't know, exactly. so you're walking on stage exactly. In, in San Francisco or New York or Chicago or Dallas or Houston or wherever. And once you're able, once you're able to make them laugh in all those different planes, and I'm talking about those different cities, the different time zones, that's when you go, I can do this for a living. And, right. and, I can do it for a living and I can do anything, really. Like and, you said, the fearlessness that you have, that you can do anything, you know, you can do anything. 
You know, it's, it's beautiful talking to you, Aisha. I'm glad we finally got, you know, when you look at somebody on, on Snow, I was talking to my wife and, uh, uh, many years ago, and I probably, you probably don't remember this. Mm-hmm. I remember we, we were introduced to each other. And uh, uh, I, was, oh, okay. I, I was an inspiring young writer at ICM. and oh, and, and, they, and they said, uh, we, we want you to meet somebody. And we sat down, of course, you, I was very young and you were very young. You were younger. <laughs> and, and they told me that this, this young lady here is gifted. She's gonna make it. That's what your representative said. Uh-huh. And just to sit back, and I've been oh, able to watch so your career and uh, just see it. I had no impact in it. I had no played no role in it. But the fact that I met you at that early stage and to see that you 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 stuck at it because there are no guarantees. Oh. There are no guarantees to have this conversation that I'm having no, with you no, today. And to see that you right. not only. We, and we're going to talk about a lot of the other diverse things that you're doing in your life, especially when we talk about the mm-hmm. uh, bartending, because that's going to be the fun part. Mm-hmm. We're going to close this show out with mm-hmm. in the next break. But the okay. fact that you are not afraid, Aisha, and and yeah. that is what I have to compliment you on. And I know Thank this you. business as a stand up. You are attractive. I know what they do and how they treat people. It's just they, the, they, the mindless business that we can call that we call Hollywood can beat you down. And you have stood with respect. You have stood with accomplishment. You've been honored. And my friend, thank you. I want to close this first break. No, by saying thank, thank you. you. OK, thank you. That's lovely. Thanks. Sushant. We'll be right back with thank more. My you. friend, the talented Aisha Tyler. She's a bartender. She's a mixologist. She's a uh, she's a, a distillery <laughs> owner. She's a director. So she might be directing <laughs> drunk sometimes, but we're going to be right back with more Aisha Tyler. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, welcome to Money Making Conversation. The beauty of our, our lives is being able to uh, introduce individuals with information and a, a story about them that that, that uh, motivates you, that makes you realize you can do whatever you want to do. When I read the resume of my next guest, award-winning director, actress, stand-up comedian, best-selling author, podcaster, activist, which means she speaks her mind, that lets me know that she is a person who, when she wakes up in the morning, she wakes up in the morning comfortable with her skin, comfortable with her ideas, and willing to share those ideas publicly. Um, her name is Aisha Tyler. Aisha, uh, you know, every Friday, every Friday, tell me mm-hmm. at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, <laughs> 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you get live stream. What, what format are you live streaming on? What format? IG or so, Facebook? So we were, we, were, we, were, we were on IG for a while, but we added, we started adding more guests. So now we stream live to Facebook and YouTube. It's just my handle on both platforms, Aisha Tyler, one word. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that way we're able to do some bigger, we will do some bigger groups. You know, IG, you can only add one person. And we've been doing Zooms. We did the cast of Criminal Minds. We've done the cast of Archer. Um, we've done the cast of Who's Line. So, and it's been really fun uh, to bring a different guest on and, and experiencing, you know, this little happy hour with them. Because, you know, for the last, couple of months people haven't been able to go outside and a lot of people are missing that you know that interaction spontaneous moments and an opportunity to let out steam and then so the happy hour is is an opportunity for people to interact interact with me and then also every single happy hour is focused on a different uh covid focused charity so i highlight a different charity that's doing covid relief I encourage people to find out more about them, to donate if they can. I also give people resources to get assistance if they need mm-hmm. assistance, mm-hmm. and then I and then I make a donation to that uh, to each to that charity at the end of the hour. So it's just an opportunity to, to to connect with people, and also for a lot of us, you know, you want to do something, but you don't really know what it is. You know, people can feel a little powerless uh, in a, in a crisis like this. Mm-hmm. So I do some of the work to vet these charities, make sure that they have a really 
strong rating on Charity Navigator so you know that they're efficient with the money and that the money you donate is going to go to the people that they help. And, uh, and also just to teach people about charities they may never have heard of. And, uh, and it's a good experience for me because um, I've highlighted some charities that I know very well and that I've learned about some new ones that um, have been really exciting to, to learn more about and to support. Okay, let's talk about this. Uh, you know, we, we got we to gotta, we talk about the serious side. Because I'm going to tell you something. One thing mm-hmm. about Aisha, you know, she she's straight business, she's straight activist, and she's in the middle of entertainer. Okay, so just don't think she's just an entertainer. So, but we got to get back to the entertaining side of this conversation with this, with these mixologist skills. Now, to my understanding, yeah. they sent me your bio where they said, uh, you have a business party of distillery in Brooklyn? Yeah, so um, I have a lot of cocktails uh, called Courage and Stone. Um, we just, we launched a very, like, beginning of this year, uh, and our distillery is in Brooklyn, and they're ready to drink cocktails. So essentially, you know, you get home on a Wednesday night, and mm-hmm. you want you don't want a, a you don't want a bunch of drinks. You want just one great drink. And for right. most of us, we don't know how to make them at home. We don't have the ingredients. We don't mm-hmm. have the, the expertise. So you buy this drink. It's ready to drink. You pour it over ice. It's a ready-made cocktail. No mixing. No additions. No mess. Okay. And you have a perfect old fashioned right right away whenever you want one. Okay, give us some brands. Are you, are you talking about Long Island iced tea type drinks? Or are you talking about what? Okay, you- no. So we so we launched with two classic, two okay. classic, very very venerable American style cocktails. Uh, old fashioned, the whiskey old fashioned, mm-hmm. and a Manhattan. Oh yeah, coming out with a third flavor this summer. Yeah, the gin old fashioned. And people know people probably know the old fashioned is probably the most popular cocktail yes, in in America. Right. Uh, people know from watching Mad Men or from watching you know. Crazy, stupid love. All these movies where people make a great old fashioned, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so, and then the Manhattan, which is a beautiful, classic, chocolatey oh, yes. evening sexy, cocktail, really romantic. delicious. Yeah, very sexy, very romantic, very elegant. Yes, exactly. And then we're we're having we're coming out with a third flavor gin old fashioned this summer, which is a bright uh, kind of citrusy, good afternoon drink. Um, and then we're going to be coming out with more flavors. These are cocktails that are very spirit forward. Mm-hmm. They don't have any juice in them because right. you know you don't you don't really want. A, sh- a cocktail that where the juice can sit on a shelf all day, and <laughs> that's right. not a real fresh cocktail. No, that's not, that's so these are spirit forward cocktails. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. they're eighty proof, same as, as a straight bottle of whiskey, so they're strong. So if you pour them over ice, they're not going to get watery and uh, and kind of start to taste bad. You know what I mean? They're really made to be savored over time. That's really awesome. Now let's 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 talk about. I want to slow this down because that's a, that's a, this is an entrepreneur side of you that I wasn't aware of when mm-hmm. I when the booking. And then you know, I start reading your bio. I go what? I didn't know about this. Yeah. So I'd I, I say it just like that, Aisha. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I got to talk to girl about this. Um, so, and so, we you know when you, so one can go online, go to, go, go online. Where mm-hmm. would they go online to purchase it? Courageandstone.com. The word okay. courage, like liquid courage and stone.com. You can order these cocktails directly to your home. Wow. Uh, and that's which has been very meaningful for people now because they, they can't go out to bars, mm-hmm. they can't go out to restaurants. Mm-hmm. So it's delivered directly to your house. Um, and you don't have to do anything. They're, they're not mixers. You don't have to add anything. You just pour them over ice and keep them in the fridge. You know, they're just, they're on hand. If friends come over, uh, they're beautiful. The bottles are beautiful. And 30% right now of everything that we're making online, we are donating to the U.S. Bartenders Guild because, you know, I no. was a bartender in college. Mm-hmm. I, I owe so much of development of this product to people in that in that business. Mm-hmm. And unlike restaurants, bartenders haven't really been able to pivot to takeout and delivery. Mm-hmm. So they're just not working right now. I mean, 
when I was a bartender, I was making a dollar ninety an hour. So mm-hmm. I lived on tips. That's right. how I made a living. And mm-hmm. for so many bartenders now who have no income, we just wanted to to, to show that to show that uh, part of uh, our our economy a little bit of love and support well, while people are still okay, locked in. Let's just talk about the skill because you know you you Aisha, you'll throw out a little hints about your ability. I was a bartender in college, <laughs> so which lets us know you know this not something that somebody just tapped you on the shoulder and say you want to make a little money on the side, Miss Tyler. You said, look, I got the skill no. set to do this. So or now yeah. Tom Cruise did the movie Cocktails where he was spinning bottles and flipping <laughs> them and bottle, well little learned. bottle yeah. landing in his back pocket and all that good stuff when he flipping up in the air. Now are you putting on a show, Aisha, or are you just making drinks? I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'm, I'm more, not trying to put you on the I'm spot. More of a, hmm? I'm more of a classic bartender. I'm more about the quality of the drink oh. and the experience mm-hmm. with, the, with the drinker. And I, I think I love people when I do it. It's a conversation. Because <laughs> I teach everybody at home how to do it. So I'm, I'm right. throwing stuff in the air. I don't want you hitting your... I want to hit your kid in the head with a bottle of margarita max when you're in your living room. Um, but it's also like a little bit of the history of the cocktail mm-hmm. and the history of spirits in America. You know, there are very few women in this space. There are almost no women of color in this space. Absolutely. Um, and so it's also important for me to expand the scope of how people see not bartending in the spirits category, but also to know that we have we actually have a long history in the spirits category. A black man taught Jack Daniels how to distill whiskey. I know. This is a part of our history. Mm-hmm. And we've always been a part of it, and and I want to be able to tell these stories again, and also to um, to let everybody know that just because you're a woman doesn't mean you want to drink some drink with an umbrella sticking out of it. You know what I mean? Right. Women like to drink serious drinks as well. You know. So I want to I want to I want to I want to bring that out and and let people so, know. It's so okay you don't want to hit like somebody in the chest with your drink sometimes? Just just thump them no, down. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Let's like, don't don't spill the nectar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you're funny. You know. So so it's every Friday. It's, it's your happy hour. Do you Tuesday, have a name Tuesday, of your happy hour? Friday night. Do you have a name to it's it? It's called like the a... Liquid Courage. Yeah, it's called the Liquid Courage Happy Hour. Liquid Courage uh, Happy Hour. It's every Tuesday and Friday at 5 o'clock on the West Coast and 8 o'clock on the East Coast mm-hmm. um, on YouTube. And I typically post the ingredients and uh, the information online a little bit beforehand so people can get the ingredients together. And meet me uh, on Facebook and YouTube at 5 o'clock. Um, or eight o'clock on the East Coast, and we'll all make a drink together. And then people can ask me questions. I tell them if you want to ask me a question, you can put tweet me mm-hmm. or put it in the YouTube uh, in the YouTube feed. And, and I ask you answer people's questions about anything they want to know about criminal minds, the talk, who's lying, friends, Archer, about filmmaking, about whatever they want to know. And I answer some questions at the end of the happy hour. So it's a conversation, like with any bartender. It's a nice way to connect with people. I love that. I love that theme. So you, you mentioned yeah. a show that I want to bring up about that, you know, that you're di- you've directed some episodes called Criminal Mind. Mm-hmm. I, I talk about, you know, mm-hmm. I was a very talented stand-up comic, if I do say so myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but my I gifts and my, my blessings was, I, 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 wanted to be behind the camera. I, I love writing. I love producing. I mm-hmm. love managing. And that that's where I fell mm-hmm. in love. And now I'm back in now I'm back on the microphone. Yes, life is like that. They'll right. always be prepared yep. for change. That's what I love about your career. Yeah, your career, life is dynamic. Your, your career is a testament you know? of you, somebody throw you a quality option, you're going to pivot. Go what 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 what, what? <laughs> and and that I want to and I want to say that to you by Aisha because a lot of people when I talk about this show you know they are you know it's about making change and I always tell people when you make change 
you're not always happy or comfortable with that change. You know, you're not always happy or right. comfortable with the opportunity, to, but you can't let that fear or that doubt stop you. And when I look at your resume, I could not agree with you more. When I look at your resume, every title I throw out about you, award winning director, that's a real deal for you. Actress, that's a mm -hmm. real deal for you. Stand up comedian, that's a real deal. Best selling author, podcaster, mm -hmm. activist, all these things I'm saying about her. And is is not just throwaway credits or credits that she's done in the past. She's actively participating and functioning in all these very diverse opportunities right now. How do you keep that mm -hmm. hat on your head with all those options just floating around and just maintaining a balanced life, Aisha? Well, Rashawn, first of all, I, I think you've been you've been saying it so elegantly this entire time that you have to be willing to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, that I think a lot of times people don't make changes or pursue the things that they want because they're afraid of failure or they're afraid of discomfort. And that's a natural human instinct is to avoid discomfort or to avoid failure. But you really can't you can't make forward motion. You can't make change without a being willing to fail and being willing to learn from your failures and keep going mm -hmm. and b to accept that at some point you're not going to be good at what you want to do and to really be open to learning and 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 to growing. And I think um I, I never want to be, I never want to be complacent. I always want to be learning about myself. I always want to be challenging myself. I'm willing to do something and say, well, that didn't go my way, right. but here's what I learned about myself or what I learned about that skill set. And, um, and I always want to drive and push myself to be the best that I can be. Um, which sometimes can be very frightening, but I think it's important. I know there were people who came before me who pushed themselves to create a space for women like me mm -hmm. to be able to have more opportunities. And I want to be able to create that space for other people of color and for other women to challenge themselves and to grow. And so I also, that's a part of what pushes me forward is if something I do inspires somebody else to mm -hmm. be brave about their own pursuits, then it's been worth it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I just don't want to be at the end of my life and feel like I didn't give it everything I had oh, and feel yeah. and feel you like not, that would not be in your eulogy. Yeah. You know that she she's a part time <laughs> doer. That will not be in your eulogy. She you know just say I did it no. all. That be on your gravestone. I did it all and maybe some more. <laughs> <laughs> dot dot maybe some more. That is definitely <laughs> yes. That's my philosophy for sure. For sure. You know but, you gotta get you gotta get out in these streets, right? There's nothing nothing is guaranteed and. You got the one life. You got to go for it as hard as you possibly can. And before, before we go, I want to just talk about your directing. That's another area where mm -hmm. females don't participate as much. You know, we, we've seen a lot mm -hmm. of been high profile film projects, uh, movie production mm -hmm. deals. I mean, starting to come out now. But to be behind that mm -hmm. camera and directing as a female, let's talk. Walk us through that step and walk us through the steps of getting the opportunity to do that on a high on high pro profile projects, not independent projects that you thought of and you gathered right. your friends up. I'm talking about network approved mm -hmm. shows. Talk about that. Right. Well, I think the reason I got the network approved shows is because of the independent projects, because in the beginning, no one would give me a shot. So I started making my own stuff to demonstrate my skill set, to show what I could do. Mm -hmm. So that when it came down to have a bigger opportunity, I had a calling card. I had something I could show people. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, by the time I directed my first episode of Criminal Minds, I'd already directed seven short films and an independent feature. Mm -hmm. And that was really what unlocked the door to those bigger projects. Mm -hmm. And so I always tell people, you know, start wherever you can and push yourself to be as excellent as you can be so that when the big opportunity comes along, you're ready and you're confident and you know, you can do it. And that's, that's really how that came about. When I finally wanted to direct on television, I had already directed a feature film. <laughs> so awesome. they couldn't very well say I didn't have the experience, awesome. you know, cause I did. 
my friend, yeah. uh, every Tuesday and Friday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Yeah. Eastern, YouTube, Facebook. She's going uh, yeah. she to put the menu of the drink she's going to do online prior to the show. I, I'm, I'm, I'm yep. going to tune in tonight. I'm going to tune in tonight to watch it. You know, you've already that. told me you know, you're not going to be spinning bottles and doing magic tricks. No. You're just going to have a conversation. <laughs> it's a little bit more intimate yeah you know you're, I'm just like, you're, you're like the james bond i, I feel like i'll be watching the james bond type a cool cool person on, the, on, <laughs> on youtube mixing drinks and talking swab with yeah. me and all that good stuff you're fantastic yeah, that, that right. you're that fantastic right. it's so good to talk to you thank you so much Rashawn. i really appreciate it i appreciate it. it and i will be promoting your brand and i'll definitely be pushing and you you'll see me pop up on youtube and uh Facebook staring oh, at you. Okay, be strong now. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank All you right. for doing the show. Have I appreciate you. All right, you. Then. If you want to hear you. more money making conversation interviews, go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.